China has had one of the most stringent approaches to COVID throughout the world. They've shown an ability to lock down entire cities and have had ongoing lockdowns over the past couple of years. However, now China appears to be moving away from that zero COVID policy. Not entirely away, but there are incremental steps. From early January 2023, incoming passengers will no longer need to quarantine upon arrival. That shows a significant change in the policy the government is adopting. And it is likely to be good news, both for China's economy and for the world economy, at least over the medium term. So let's start with that good news. The major good news for China, of course, is it will now increase tourism. This will increase the demand for services and for goods. It will also make business travel significantly easier. For example, say you're a company in the United States, you're doing business with a company in China, you might want to gather soft information by going over to China to visit. That now becomes significantly easier. It's also showing a symbolic change in the approach that China's taking. A symbolic change to perhaps what they'll be doing in relation to quarantines and restrictions going forward. It signals a reduction in the number of lockdowns they're likely to do, or at least the number of lockdowns they want to do into the future. This then bodes well for construction and supply chains within China, and therefore bodes well for global supply chains. Particularly if industry can get back onto its feet, if production can perhaps cease having the interruptions it had been having over the past couple of years, supply chains might start to recover, which ultimately is good news, not just for China, but for the global economy. However, many of those good news factors are likely to be over the more medium term. In the short term, however, there are some significant headwinds. The major headwind is that when you've got this reopening, there are going to be surges in the number of intensive care cases. In particular, China is already experiencing some of this. Reportedly, ICU units are under significant strain at the moment. This is going to create some issues policy-wise, i.e. when they're opening back up, if you've got a significantly greater number of sick people, there might be a temptation to go back into lockdowns or to have these ongoing rolling lockdowns, much like countries like the United States, Australia, or in Europe, they had. Now, China might face a similar issue. However, the movement away from zero COVID would suggest they want to move away from these ongoing lockdowns. The proof, of course, will, however, be in the pudding. We've already seen shares in a funeral company, for example, surge on this news coming out. And if we've got a significant increase in the number of illnesses, that is going to create a little bit of a deterrent and a little bit of a handbrake on the economy. The next issue, of course, is this will in the short term be inflationary. When China's reopening, there will be some time until it's really back at full production. As it is ramping up toward production, however, there's going to be more demand for oil and gas and various other commodities. So for example, say you've got lockdowns. In those lockdowns, factories might be slightly shut down. As you move away from lockdowns, you need to get more workers, the factories need to get back up to speed, etc., etc. That takes time. Shipping takes time. So say, for example, something were manufactured in China, it then needs to be shipped over to the US. Getting all of that logistics isn't instant. All of those things will occur in the medium term, but not immediately. So when China reopens, there'll be an immediate demand for commodities, immediate demand for more inputs, immediate demand for things like oil and gas, as people are moving about much more than they were beforehand. And as a result, you're going to get this short-term price pressure on a number of goods and commodities. Reportedly, China's lockdowns had taken at least a million barrels of demand for oil out of the system per day. This, however, is now going to be slightly reversed. This means we'll get short-term inflationary pressures, which are not necessarily great for the economy. And they're particularly not great given the fear that the Federal Reserve, amongst other things, is going to over-tighten. They're going to 
over-anticipate inflation, particularly based on backward-looking and or not necessarily permanent blips. So if China's reopening, triggering a short-term supply shock in things such as oil, that will make inflation look worse, but it might ultimately attenuate back downwards as production gets back online. The Federal Reserve appears to be aggressively focused on getting inflation as close to 2% as possible in the immediate future, which suggests this initial inflation shock, if it occurs, might force the Federal Reserve and other central banks to be more likely to over-tighten than they already were. And this is a concern that many investors, like BlackRock, for example, have already flagged, where they've signaled repeatedly the Federal Reserve is risking over-tightening and over-tightening into a recession. The next question, of course, is how would you invest around the situation? Well, firstly, I don't think this is universally bullish immediately for China. Now, while it is going to be helpful over the longer term for China's economy, we are going to have a lot of disruptions in the market as we get toward that longer term positive result. In particular, we're going to have the issues with ongoing sicknesses, maybe some needing to go back into lockdown as we're getting more illnesses. We're going to have this whole messy situation that many Western countries had already experienced. And China's now set for that slightly long, slightly unpleasant reopening experience that other countries have already had. And that means that there's going to be at least some time we've got some significant volatility within markets in China, even if over the longer term, this ultimately turns out to be generally beneficial. This means that entering all into China at the moment might be a little bit optimistic. And you need to be much more strategic than just randomly buying in into Chinese stocks. You need to really look at which companies were unfairly pummeled during the lockdown period and which companies have some upside. However, I'm personally focused more on the United States due to the slightly lower level of regulatory risk, the fact that it's already emerged from that particular headwind, and the fact that I have less information asymmetry when evaluating US stocks and the US economy. Nevertheless, if you've got any thoughts about the investment implications from this, let me know that in the comments below. And otherwise, hopefully I see you next time as well.